listening to Soul Knox Podcast, and I'm your host, Carl Hikara. And uh, this is, let's make sure what episode it is. This is episode 14 that you're hearing here today. Um, and it is the Halloween special. So... Yeah, this is going up, uh, so tomorrow, if you're listening to this on Sunday, which you should be, because it's going up late Saturday night, so tomorrow is going to be Halloween, and, uh, so to celebrate Halloween, um, I've asked, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Mike Purdy, uh, who, um, who I will be uh, hanging out with uh, on Halloween night, scaring little kids. Uh, so <laughs> I invited him on to uh, talk Freddy Krueger and Nightmare on Elm Street. So that is what is going to be in line for you today. So it's a pretty long episode. Uh, we go through the entire um, series from one until a new nightmare. Uh, I decided to leave Freddy vs. Jason for a um, episode that we'll do in the future about the Friday the 13th series. So, because I need to revisit that one because I've only seen it once. <laughs> but yeah, so we uh, we both uh, watched through all of the uh, <clears throat> Nightmare on Elm Street movies and uh, we just talked about them. Uh, literally... Uh, before I start recording this, and uh, now the episode is up, and you guys are listening to it, and it is Halloween is the next day, and uh, that's how time works. It's uh, like I say, time is a flat circle. So I am speaking now in this moment, which is uh, you in the present, whenever you are in the present. So if you happen to be listening on Sunday tomorrow, it's Halloween, and that's crazy because uh, it feels like. Feels like uh, just yesterday was uh, October 1st. That's how I feel this month. <laughs> I uh, managed to get a pretty good amount of horror movies in. Uh, I think tomorrow I'm going to do my final horror movie of October. Will be uh, House on Haunted Hill. Uh, because that is my uh, tradition that uh, I have been doing Every year since I was a small child and used to watch it with my dad. So uh, I haven't gotten gotten it in this year. So uh, we're going to do it tomorrow. We'll save the best for last. Um, yeah, there's certain movies that I got to watch for Halloween. Um, I got to get at least one Universal movie in, like I said last week. Uh, this year I got Dracula in. Some years I get more, I get all of them. Uh, and I gotta watch House on Haunted Hill, and I gotta watch Nightmare on Elm Street 1. So, those are three of my every year Halloween movies. And I usually watch the original Halloween as well, which I didn't end up getting in this year either. So, but uh, that one I'm not as much of a stickler about, but I usually try to watch it every year. So, yeah, Mike joined me. We're talking about this, and that's what's going on this week. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that. 
uh, we're going to go ahead and um, going to what else? You know, uh, just want yes. Hall- Halloween is my favorite holiday, and uh, so that's what we're getting two Halloween specials this month. Uh, I wanted to do a whole month, but it ended, didn't end up happening. But I think next year we'll try to do a whole month of horror and Halloween-related episodes. So, but I have to plan ahead a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll do uh, at that time. We'll do some more in depth about Halloween. I think I'd like to do that, but uh, we're not uh, not doing that this year. Um, next week, uh, we're going to have Jackie Smith from Into the Necrosphere on, uh, to kick off November. I already recorded that episode and it's great. And, uh, he and I are talking about Danzig and in particular the, uh, Danzig albums from four on. So we go into each album and talk about it. And, uh, basically our goal is to try to convince any of you out there who will not listen to anything past three or four to give a, another listen to the rest of their catalog, of Danzig's catalog. Give it another chance, because uh, you might be surprised by how great it is. Um, so that's next week. And uh, I got a few other very cool episodes lined up, uh, but we will not say anything about it until they're in the bag. Uh, talking about Into the Necrosphere, let me shout out the fellow brothers of the podcast Apocalypse, or I guess, um, Pale Horseman, Horseman of the podcast Apocalypse. Yeah, I kind of imagine, like, um, in The Mask of the Red Death, Roger Corman's movie, where you got all the different colored deaths, like this red and black and white, and, you know, they show up at the end, and they're all kind of looking like, uh, Looking like um, the death from uh, from the Seventh Seal, which was like his main influence. And I'm always imagining when I we talk about this, like the Pale Horseman of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. You think kind of like that, like all of us are dressed up in these different color, like uh, <laughs> kind of like in the end of that movie. So yeah, the uh, Horseman of the uh, podcast Apocalypse on Mondays. We got Horror Wolf 666 with Brandon Legion. Uh, on Tuesday, you got Into the Necrosphere with Jackie Smith. On Wednesday, you got Everything Went Black um, with Mike Hill of the band's Tunes and the Scorpion Throne. On the Thursdays, you got Necromaniacs again with Mike Hill. And uh, Mike Scandato and Jeff Kashid. And then uh, at intermittent times, depending on when he has episodes, you got Cheyenne from Trivax with Iblis Manifestations. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into this. Let's celebrate Halloween. I uh, hope you guys do some, something spooky and good to, uh, tomorrow. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm going to be out scaring kids. Uh, you got to be outside during Halloween and, and enjoying the air. I like to get out and see all the decorations and 
and see what people are doing on Halloween. That's the best thing to do. It reminds you of being a kid and getting out there and trick-or-treating. So I think it's a good idea to get out there and not just sit at home and watch movies unless you're going to be, you know, giving kids can can <laughs> kids the candy, candy to kids. Uh, I guess then that's cool. But, you know, try to do something cool tomorrow. And, uh, you know, never forget that this is the only life we have. And, uh, hail Satan. Thanks for coming on, on dude, uh, to talk about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, dude, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, our, it's the uh, the Halloween special for this for this year. Um, I guess I kind of did do it double for Halloween because last last week I had Universal Horror and this week is Nightmare on Elm Street. And part of the reason I picked those is because it was uh, Universal Horror was like the first horror thing that I ever got into like pretty much like as far as movies go you know right my dad showing showed them but uh but then nightmare on elm street was pretty soon after i think this was the first like you know newer r-rated horror movie that i saw you know <laughs> oh yeah dude this is actually the first r-rated movie i ever got to see i did a whole report on it in elementary school in fourth grade <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was, I think I was like seven, maybe six or seven. I forget. Like, my dad showed it to me and was like, uh, because like, I already, I think I was seven. I already knew who Freddy was, you know, like my, my, my best friend when I was a kid, like dressed up as Freddy Krueger one year. And, right. And, uh, so my dad was like, well, you already know who Freddy is. And he didn't really think that it was like scary, but he, he liked, he liked Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, that was, he liked Wes Craven movies in general, but and oh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street was one of his favorites. So, so he just rented it, and 
showed it to me. I was like seven or so. And to be honest, the only thing that really I remember bothering me as a kid was just the scene uh, where she's getting pulled down the hallway and like, you know, like in the body bag. Yep. That's what got me too as a kid. Yeah. When, um, yeah, I mean, before I saw it, I knew who Freddie was and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, what, uh, oh, sorry, dude. I was going to say, how about for you? Like, when when did you like first like find out about Freddie and Nightmare on the Street and stuff? Uh, I was like seven because my neighbor up the street who was older than me was already in the Freddie. Um, and then he was like, hey, Mike, come up here, check this out. And I was like, sweet. So I go to look and he shows me like his Freddie glove he got from uh, Spencer's. And I was like, that's so cool. What is that? He's like, Freddy Krueger. Like, who's Freddy Krueger? Like, seven-year-old probably, you know, shouldn't know right away. Right. He showed me. I thought he was just the coolest-looking character. I mean, the striped sweater, the glove, the way he just looked was terrifying. I mean, it was awesome at the same time. Right. So then I bade my mom, can we watch a Nightmare on Elm Street movie? She's like, no. Then it was on uh, TV one time, edited. So she's like, okay, fine. You can watch it. And I did. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. So then... Finally, when I was a little bit older, fourth grade, so two years later, she finally made me start watching them uh, on, you know, edited. Right. The we had like a one. Freddy Krueger club and everything in the neighborhood, like with three of us. <laughs> yeah. You guys are yeah. like the, the Freddy Maniacs. <laughs> yeah. Freddy Maniacs. Like I had my glove. He had their, they had their gloves. I had a terrible looking mask. <laughs> right. Did you have like one? Was that, uh, that's not the mask that you have that you have for, for, um, outside right for for how that's it that was it that yeah it? okay yep that's it that was my first mask ever <laughs> so this is how the um the freddy krueger mask yeah yeah that was the first one i ever had so i've had that since yeah the early 90s yeah i remember i remember those masks that's i think that was the kind of mask that that my my friend growing up had i mean maybe or, or similar to it because it would have been 92 or 93 when he when he had this freddy costume so yeah like uh, oh, nice what's that no that's that's awesome i think you probably have the same mask yeah i it's funny yeah i didn't i didn't have the the freddy mask freddy mask but my friend did and it was like i thought it was so cool like with the glove and everything and yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's funny how that works because it's like you're like before you even see the movies you know who freddy is and and you know like like uh I think it's funny because he's like a child killer, but children are like attracted to Freddy for some reason, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> we shouldn't be. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that's that kind of thing. Like, um, I think Wes Craven even talked about like that, uh, that he sees this kind of like Freddy as being like a modern version of like a fairy tale or something like, you know, like the whole, like, the 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 witch you know the hansel and gretel type of the witch like type of character you know like this child killer but but the kids are like fascinated by it you know yeah and uh yeah it's it's i think the like people i think i think a lot of kids today i mean they still know who freddy is freddy's pretty inescapable but i don't think um don't think kids today would have any idea how like huge Freddie was back in the late eighties, early nineties. <laughs> right. No, I definitely wanted to be like, wait, how is this popular? It was like, I mean, it was Freddie mania, like, like in the 90, early nineties, you know? Oh yeah. Like that it was. 
like that whole scene at the end of um of uh, uh not at the end but um new nightmare like a new nightmare when he had the uh scene where um heather langenkamp and uh is that that talk show thing with um with him playing uh freddie you know and it's like it's like all these people dressed up like Freddy and everything. That was how it was, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, it was. I mean, going down the street, trick-or-treating, it saw tons of Freddy outfits on kids. Yeah. I was like, all Freddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, he had that. He had the hotline. <laughs> the what? The hotline where you could call and talk to him. It was like a 1-900 number. Really? There was a hotline? <laughs> there was a hotline. It was uh, $1.50 per minute. Oh, God. And he would just, there was a recording and it'd be different quotes from him. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you like call it and it's like, it's like, it's a boy. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, come here, little piggy. <laughs> <laughs> it's prime time, bitch. That's right. <laughs> How's this for a wet dream? That's crazy. That's yeah. Crazy. That's crazy. They had that. Well, and they had, yeah, they had like the there was never a video game too. Yeah, on the NES, it was a you fought all his body parts, and at the end, you fought him. Right, that's right. I, yep. I, I kind of remember that one, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff, and um, yeah, so it's kind of like I think for as long as I can remember, Freddy's been there, and it's, it's like the, for both of us, it's the same way because I mean, Freddy's been around as long as we've been around, so yeah, <laughs> heck. I got Freddy sweatpants I just found recently. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, Freddy. hey, those are Freddy Krueger sweatpants. I'm going to buy those. Nice. Yeah. And the, um, but yeah, so I guess, I guess we'll get into the movies because it, it all started with, um, the first one, which came out, um, let's see, 1984. What's weird is I was like looking at it, I was like, it came out in November, which is, you think it would, you know, it's kind of funny when they bring them out in November instead of October. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, written and directed by Wes Craven. I think it was like the second or third movie that New Line made, New Line Cinema. And, um, uh, Wes Craven, I think this was, he had done like maybe four movies or five movies before this, I forget. But I think the last one he had done was like Swamp Thing or something. But uh, he got, I guess he came up with the idea um, because he read some news articles about these uh, people from, I think it was Thailand or something, who died in their sleep. Like they were afraid to sleep and, and then somebody made them sleep and then they died and it was like a whole like bunch of them. They were afraid of some nightmare being or something like that. And uh, I guess that story stuck with him and he combined that with a... Uh, like a, a memory of of I think it was like a bully or something like and then also a uh, a man that he saw when he was a when he was a kid this guy who basically he said looked like wh- wh- how he had Freddy Krueger dressed up with like the hat and everything it was like standing outside of his window and just like kind of staring up at him <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he kind of combined these together to create Freddy Freddy Krueger and um. And so the yeah, the, the movie uh, came out in 1984, which is crazy. Uh, it's almost 40 years ago. And um, yeah, I guess like 
uh, I guess we'll do like a basic plot for each one. Like the plot for this one is basically um, story focuses on. I'm just gonna do it from Wikipedia. Story focuses on Freddy Krueger attacking Nancy Thompson and her friends in their dreams, successfully killing all but Nancy in Springwood, Ohio. Uh, Kruger's backstory is revealed by Nancy's mother, Marge, who explains he was a child murderer. The parents of Springwood killed Kruger after he was acquitted on a technicality. Nancy defeats Freddy by pulling him from the dream world and stripping him of his powers when she stops being afraid of him. So, that's the plot of the first movie, basically. And, uh, it's, I think it's probably out of the series is my personal favorite and uh it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time like i think i also have that nostalgia from seeing as a kid but for me like um it's like the it's like the one you know it's like one that i watch every halloween basically you know (laughs) yep the um and just like the whole I, th- I mean, I love everything about the movie pretty much, except for the ending is a little weird, but <laughs> yeah, like, I don't quite know what's going on at the end, but, but I really like the movie. I love the movie. And, um, it's interesting, like seeing it the last time when I watched it for this, like, um, noticing, I noticed like certain things that I hadn't before of like, um, a kind of Italian horror, uh, influence. I feel like that's in the movie. Like, so even with the ending being kind of weird and some of the logic stuff not making a lot of sense, I feel like that it fits this kind of feeling that's very similar to, say, a Argento movie or a Fulci movie or something where it's like it's kind of dream logic that goes through the movie, you know? Yeah, definitely. But well, what do you what do you think about it? What, what are your feelings about this movie? Um, Honestly, it's the movie that got me into horror in the first place. Yeah. Once I got to watch it. So that right there is my gateway into horror. So that's going to always hold a special place in my heart. Uh, it's my second favorite in the series, surprisingly. Right. Well, so we'll get to the first one. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's just the movie just watching it. You, it almost has a like, gritty feel to it, too, even though it's from the 80s and not the 70s. Mm-hmm. So when you watch it, I just remember like, you felt dirty watching it because you're just like, this is so scary in a different way. And also the way it just was the atmosphere. It got to you in that way. Of just, you just felt like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Right. And it completely just sucked me in. And I was terrified of, like you're saying, the scene where they dragged the body. And then it just blew my mind away. Just my, It has my favorite quote, though when tina says god help me he's like this is god it just to me that's the most powerful line in that movie yeah because it's like in that in in that moment freddy is is god in a way he's like being kind of the god of the dreams you know Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i agree with you the ending's just a little weird and one thing i have heard is wes craven was you know, not happy with Robert Shea about how he wanted to have that scene where they pull the mother through the door. Yeah, that was Robert Shea. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, well, we want to keep it up for a sequel. And Wes is like, well, I don't want to, you know, have the viewers think that right away. So why don't we just end it this way? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little weird. 
there's almost like a feeling like in the movie that um it's hard to you almost get this feeling like the ending um i think the original ending that Wes craven wanted was almost like the whole thing ends up being like a dream kind of uh-huh like i i think uh that like at the end she kind of comes out of it and is in this thing where her friends are there and stuff and it, it could either be that it's uh it was all a dream like the whole story or maybe she died you know you don't know he, he wanted it to be kind of ambiguous you know yeah so uh, which I guess it still is a little bit in the movie, but uh, it's just kind of an odd ending, like particularly because, like you know, you're seeing like her mother like get sucked through the bed and stuff like that, you know, right? Like, like a bunch of weird stuff that's supposed to be happening in in the real world, but yeah, I think, I think maybe that could also be the the fact that at the end she's kind of brought Freddie into this world, so it's like it's like a kind of maybe like the dream world and the real world are like intersecting in that moment. But right. Absolutely. I feel like that's always that is like um thing in all the nightmare on Elm street movies though, like where you're kind of confused as to um, how much is happening in the real world and, and is not. Yes. Because, because uh, you know, in this movie, it's like pretty much, um, you know, you see like the first kill. You see Tina getting dragged on the on the on the ceiling and the walls, which is brutal. Like that's a brutal kill, you know. And I think that one that one kind of got to me a little bit when I was a kid too. Like watching watching her get dragged on the bed on the under the the wall, and she's like screaming. And then you know, and then that it's like you see what Freddie is doing actually is kind of happening in the real world. Yeah. And that's that's how most of the pretty much all the kills are in in this movie. But when we get into some of the other movies, you get like a weird mixture where sometimes it's what's happening in real life. And other times it's just a dream and the person just dies in their sleep or something. You know, it's yep. kind of weird. It is. Absolutely. But with this movie, it's consistent. Like like whenever he whatever he's doing to the kids like happens to their bodies, you know. Yeah, definitely. As a kid, when Johnny get Johnny Depp gets pulled through the bed and the blood comes out, yeah. scared of dipping lay lights out of me. <laughs> Were you like afraid to sleep in your bed for a while or something? <laughs> yeah, because my bed kind of sunk in a little. Yeah, <laughs> so I thought I was like, "Oh no, he's gonna get me." Yeah, my Freddy's gonna reach up. Yeah, that one was crazy. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people get scared of the the bath bath one. Yeah. When she falls asleep and then like the hand comes up in between her yeah that one that one is definitely a little, a little creepy like if you think about it like falling through your bath and everything oh absolutely the um i definitely agree with you about the kind of 70s grittiness like and that makes sense because you're still um like uh west grave i mean this is still west grave and he's the guy who did you know last house on um on the left and you know yeah uh hills have eyes you know so yep. <laughs> yeah i feel like even though this came out in 84 it's filmed in 83 like probably or no i think it was filmed at the beginning 84 like it still does have a little bit of a lot of that 70s uh um feeling to it but i think that's that's i like that era of the early 80s because you had that mixture of like the 70s grit with um 
with like that kind of 80s um polish of of uh, special effects you know oh yeah most definitely like like you have like these great like in even and this will get even more with the rest of the movies but even though this one you got some great effects like and a lot of them are all of them are um in camera like uh i love the the scene when his arm gets like super long and is like scraping the side of the wall oh yeah that's great it's like creepy or like when he like is like cuts his fingers off and (laughs) (laughs) the um it's funny with the uh with the one with johnny depp did you ever see the video the the stuff they didn't use where where he is like all covered in blood like it it's almost like he gets sucked down and then it spits him out or something yeah i've seen that i don't like that as much i like actually think that cutting that out made it worse because i think so too yeah, because now it just seems like he got blended, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's just like, uh, it's just so gross. Like, he's just like got completely blended. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> going into a room, like, just covered in blood. Like, <laughs> right. And I still love the scene where Nancy's running up the stairs and she sinks in. Yeah, like, and her feet sneak. And I guess that was actually something from Robert Shea because he based it off of a, a dream he had. Right. And he tried to get make sure to get uh, Forrest West Craven to put it in because he thought it would be good. And he yeah. was that was one thing where he was right because right. <laughs> I think everybody can relate to that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think this one has great dreams, dream like um, elements to it. I like. Um, the whole we get introduced to the to the boiler you know yeah like his boiler i got which i love like the boiler world uh they kind of drop the boiler after was it three because i think four and five he's got like a weird church thing instead yeah he was but um but his like home base and 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 this one is that the boiler room and um it's so like creepy and dank and you know yep um when uh of uh, the like the whole way though when like um nancy like opens the door like from the basement and the and then descends further and goes into the straight into the boiler room like the whole way that works for me is very similar to how dreams work for me as well where you'll just like open a door and then you go into a completely different place you know oh absolutely so i think they did a good job of of capturing that yeah the um and then yeah another another the other kill in this movie is uh is rod who gets hung and uh rod was uh what's her name um tina's 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 uh boyfriend and uh yeah like he's in the jail cell and he gets hung and that's again another one where in the dream world he's like using the the thing to haul him up and it does it in real life you know yeah um yeah that's very cool how they even did that effect too (laughs) yeah i don't even know how, how they did that i mean it's crazy right like because uh I mean, I just don't know how how you do that. <laughs> uh, probably like, 
maybe some wire or something. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. I forget um forget who designed Freddy's makeup for this this one. But um because I think Kevin Yeager took over on, on the next one. I believe so. Yeah. But the first one was somebody else and uh I can't remember his name. He came back though, I think, for six. Yes. And um I I think the Freddie's look on this in this movie is very classic, you know. Like it's the classic Freddy Freddy mask Freddy mask. You know? Absolutely. And it's interesting because they they didn't actually take like pictures of it like when when they were filming. So to this day, when you get like even when you get a mask or something for like say Nightmare on Elm Street one, it's um approximation because yeah. they're just kind of going off of what they can see in the movie, you know. <laughs> yep. And it's, it's funny, right? It's funny how uh they even came up with his face is literally the guy ordered a pepperoni pizza and he tried to figure out what to do. He just kept moving all around the cheese and the pepperoni and making scars with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's basically right. like he's like a pepperoni, which I guess they do play with later. And uh, I think it's three where he's like eating the soles off the pizza or whatever. <laughs> oh, four. Four. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah, you can kind of tell this face kind of has that, but I mean, I think the one for this one is great. Uh, I mean, uh, I think two is pretty good as well. And, and yes, and, uh, but yeah, the great like mask. I love his glove in this one because it's very like looks very homemade. It does absolutely. Um, looks very homemade. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and then like one of my favorite parts of this movie is uh, John Saxon. <laughs> oh, absolutely, he's great in this movie. Yeah, I just love anything with John Saxon. He's great. Oh yeah, no, he's such a good actor. Yeah, um, I love like, he shows up in uh, in two and three as well. Yeah, yeah, the um. Yeah, and this is the start of Heather Langen camp. And yep. uh but you know, and we'll see her again. And yeah, this is the first movie. isn't this the first movie for Johnny Depp? Yes, very first movie. He only did it so he could get money to buy a new guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> Little did he know. <laughs> you become like a huge, huge star. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The um, yeah. Overall, I just think that this movie is amazing. I, it was cool, and we got to go see it in the theaters for Halloween a few years ago. Yes, it was. That was way cool. I wish they'd do it again. Yeah, I wish that they like because it was a uh, Aurora. Um, was it what was that place called? Uh, Aurora oh, movie, Ta- tavern. movie Tavern. Yeah. 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 It's since ever since COVID, they haven't they haven't brought back the the Halloween horror movies every week. Yeah, I know in some states, like not that, but they're playing all the old Universal Monster movies. Really? Yeah. At, at Movie Tavern? No, at 
I'm not sure if it's boot tires. It's no different states. I think they're like doing AMCs and stuff. Oh, they're doing an AMC. Man, that's cool. I would like to right. see. I love. I've never gotten to see uh, the Universal movies in in the theater. Yeah, I haven't either. But yeah, that would be really cool. Because uh, I don't think when, because you know when when we were kids, they they would do a lot of the. Uh, I remember seeing like Wizard Wizard of Oz and um, yeah. uh, I saw Grease <laughs> and <stuff. laughs> like you know a bunch of different old movies in the theaters, but I don't think they ever did the Universal movies. The Monster. Yeah, I don't movies. think they did either. I would love that. I love, like it'd be cool to go like for like a maybe see like Dracula and Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein or something. That'd be way cool. Um, since they're only they're only an hour long, you could go see all three. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. But yeah, it was cool to see Nightmare on Elm Street like in the theater. Like I what I would love to see is to see a uh old like thirty five millimeter print of it though. Oh definitely. But it was still cool seeing it seeing it in the yeah. theater. Oh yeah. That was my second time seeing it in theaters. You saw it before that? Yeah. It was in two thousand eight or nine. I had to go up. Actually, might have been later than that. It was the theater up by, um, oh, Wadsworth, where uh, Bill Tal used to be. Oh, uh, yeah, where, where Belmar is now? Yeah, Belmar is. Yeah, it was over there. Okay. They had they had a for one night only or something? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's always cool to go be able to see these. Like, I have to keep an eye out. I wonder if... um. The Psy Film Center has started because they were used to do the the horror movie show things every every week or something like that. Okay, so I saw um, uh, Serpent Over and the Rainbow. Oh, nice! And that was cool because that was a thirty five millimeter print, but but I kind of f- kept forgetting to check what they got going on there. Like we probably should have gone down to one of those. Right. That would have been cool. But maybe, maybe they, they bring it back. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about specifically for this first one? Uh, no, that's it. We got that. I got what I got for that one. Cool. Uh, so what would your rating be for this one? Uh, five out of five. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. This is a five out of five movie. Yeah, this is this is yeah, it's in my top ten horror movies, you know. So same here. Yep. Um. So yeah. So one year later, we got a Nightmare on Elm Street two, Freddy's Revenge, which came out literally uh, 1985 in November. This one was directed by uh, Jack Shoulder, who I guess had directed the first um, movie that. Uh, New Line Cinema had released, so that's probably part of why Bob Shea brought him in on this. The screenwriter is David Chaskin. And um, the basic plot outline says, let's see, Freddy returns to attack the new family, the Walshes, living in Nancy Thompson's house. Um, Freddy possesses the body of Jesse Walsh, using him to kill. Jess is temporarily saved by his girlfriend lisa (laughs) who helps him exercise kruger's spirit (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't know if she's really his girl uh the girlfriend but (laughs) yeah i don't know either 
<laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, Freddy's Revenge. Um, to me, this movie, like I know, I have friends who really like like this movie and like like stand by it. Yeah. Um, I think some of like my friend Ken, like he saw it in the theaters when it came out, so that's okay. part of why, like you know, he was a kid. I think he saw the first couple Nightmare on Elm Street movies in the theaters, or the first three. He said, "Okay." So, so he he has like good memories of going and seeing seeing this one in theaters and stuff. But um, I mean, I remember the first time I watched it, like kind of feeling like you feel like it's like a very different movie from the first one. Yes. And uh, it's got a very different different feeling and vibe to it. Uh, there's certain things that are still there, like the, um, like you know, the boiler room is still there and stuff like that. But it definitely yeah. has a different feeling. It's a little, for me, a little off putting. I like some parts of this movie. I like Freddy's like mask, or you know, the way he looks and the yes. design, like the fe- special effects. A lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are real good in this one. Oh, yeah. Freddy is still pretty, like, kind of dark and scary in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, but there's certain elements to it that I don't really like very much. Like, I don't like, um, I mean, I find it weird the whole idea of Freddy trying to come. Th- come through Jesse in the way that it happens in the movie. It just seems kind of weird. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it like, really doesn't. Um, at all. And, uh, it's like, and then you have the scene where Freddie comes out and is like attacking everybody at the pool party. Yeah. That made no sense. Yeah. It was like, I don't know what's going on there. And, um, yeah, I mean, for what it was, they had some cool, uh, parts where Freddy came through him, like the one scene where he Freddy rips out of his body or whatever, and you see like Freddy's eye and his in his throat, and oh yeah, and he comes out like bursts out like that was a pretty cool effects, and it was yes, cool. like if you're gonna do that for whatever whatever reason they decided, I mean it looked it was cool, you know, absolutely, um, but yeah, and there's certain things that I felt like were set up some ideas that they would perfect in the next few movies like uh that when she goes to freddy's the boiler room and they have like the weird uh baby fate baby doll dogs yeah there's a funny story about that what's that (laughs) um so the guys who are working on that movie were actually doing the special effects for aliens okay so when they got to that they're just like hey um can, we're still doing Nightmare on Elm Street. Can you help us? Yeah, sure. And they threw something really quick together. Like, we, we really don't care what it looks like. So yeah, here you go. We're working on aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of an interesting idea, like baby baby doll dog face dogs. Like, like I kind of think it's kind of creepy, but I feel like ideas like that they did better in the next movies. You know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Totally agree on that. Uh, and um, yeah. And then, of course, in this movie, there's like the uh, gay subtext, which has now become yes. like very, uh, become, I guess, surprisingly, um, like uh, embraced by the by the gay community. Yeah, there's the whole weird thing with um, the uh, the teacher who's going like there. Like, he goes to the leather bar for some reason. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's there, like in the leather bar. <laughs> Takes takes him 
takes him back to the thing and like yeah and he then his teacher gets spanked to death basically it's so weird. yeah it's like what <laughs> i just remember his best friend in the movie in weird science <laughs> yeah it was he he was the guy from weird science right yeah he actually did weird science right after that oh really so it's probably it's probably this movie that got him the part for weird science probably <laughs> weird science was a good movie though i like the show yeah. too oh, that show was great yeah i used to watch that show all the time yeah me too that was a good that was a great show the, oh uh, yeah no this movie's just really weird like i remember even as a kid i was like i just i didn't like it as much and i could never figure out why as a kid at all uh-huh. i just like this movie does not feel like freddy krueger to me and i don't know why but now as an adult i see why i didn't feel like it because it just took away from everything that was built around a nightmare on Elm Street, which was he haunts your dreams. He goes after you that way and he can mix in with the real world and everything, of course. But when you watch this, it just, they took away the lore of what Freddy Krueger is. Yeah. It, it feels like very much like, uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem to really relate to the first one that much except for the house yeah and it's like yeah freddy does doesn't i mean there's very few scenes like taking place like in dreams in this movie yes so it's like because the, the whole movie is just trying about freddy trying to come into this world or something you know yeah and it just didn't, it doesn't seem like it should work no it doesn't really it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me no I do love the opening scene with the bus, though. That is one of my favorite scenes in that movie, for sure. Yeah, the uh, the bus scene at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was good. And, um, yeah, there's there's some few good scenes. Like I said, there's some good effects in it. Overall, this is one of uh, probably my least favorite or close to. Agreed. Yeah, like... Uh, like if I think about the movies, I'd probably rather watch Nightmare Six and Nightmare Two. Mm-hmm. So this is probably at the bottom of my of my nightmare list, really. Yeah, <laughs> it is for me too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it doesn't even the other thing about it too is yeah, it looks it doesn't have the same look as the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The rest of them very much. No, not at like, all. Like there's kind of a shared type of type of just like visual like quality to the movies like and just even like in the I don't know how to explain but just like the the way that the texture and the colors and stuff you know yes this one is a is a it feels a little bit muted in comparison in some ways yeah um but yeah I mean I just uh I don't know I never really never really did it for me <laughs> no same here absolutely dude yeah and so this one this one for me is i would i mean i don't know what how what will you score from one to five uh two out of five yeah me too yeah yeah because i would say that it's like it's like yeah because i would feel like if you three would be like a movie that you like think is good but it's not great and two is a movie that you don't think is as good so yeah <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Completely yeah. agree. Um, all right, so let's just go ahead and get into the next one because I'd rather t- m- more to talk about this next one. So the next yes. one came out two years later. is 1987. It's Nightmare on Elm Street 
Three Dream Warriors, uh, directed by Chuck Russell, written by Wes Craven, Bruce Wagner, Chuck Russell, and Frank Darabont, which is cool. Uh, yes. And um, okay, let's go down. Okay, so Wes Craven returned to write A Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors, released in 1987, and the second sequel. Uh, Freddy is systematically killing the last of the Elm Street children. The few remaining children have been placed in Weston Hills Mental Institution for allegedly attempting suicide. Nancy Thompson arrives at Weston Hills as a new intern and realizes the children are being killed by Freddy. With the help of Dr. Neil Gordon, Nancy helps Kristen Parker, played by Patricia Arquette, I think one of her first roles, right? Yeah. Um, Joey. Taryn, Kincaid, and Will find their dream powers so they can kill Freddy once and for all. Neil unknowingly uh, until the end meets the spirit of Freddy's mother, Amanda Kruger, who instructs him to bury Freddy's remains in hallowed ground in order to stop him for good. Neil completes his task but not before Freddy kills Nancy. So that's the basic plot outline of this one. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll let you start off. Like, what, like, what are you? How do you feel about this movie? Okay. So, this is the first one I ever got to watch on TV, edited, of course. And okay. I remember going to Walgreens as a as a kid and seeing the poster with Freddie and the Tux and Heather Lane Camp in a dress, like smiling at each other. And I had to buy that poster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then I finally watched the movie. As a kid, like I said, edited, so I didn't see everything, but it blew me away. I'm like, oh, no way. Look at Freddy Krueger. Like, this is like what I have. (laughs) Right. This is everything I need. Like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, I need this and I need that. So when I watched the movie, even to this day, it just blows my mind on certain things that happen in it, especially the beginning where you know she's building the house and you're like well, what's going on i'm like oh that's the house and it's paper mache and when she goes in there it just creeped me out as a kid like that house was terrifying all of a sudden right and her run down the hall and the little girl's like stop it you're hurting me and she turns her around and it's, you know a skull you're like, yeah. oh man, and Freddie shows up, and you think she's okay once she gets away, and then you see her wiping her face off, and the hands come up, and he slices her, and you're just like, oh crap! And as a kid, I ran so far into my room, <laughs> I was like, ah! So my, I slammed the bathroom door because my room faced the bathroom. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to see the mirror. I don't want to see the mirror. My mom's like, you said you wanted to watch this. Come back out here. <laughs> and she watched it with me and needless to say i won't lie i stayed in that bedroom that night right <laughs> like I'm, i don't know where freddie's coming from <laughs> but no that movie's so great and the characters in it are just in my opinion phenomenal yeah like they they have some really good character depth unlike part two which to me just the characters were to me just terrible right yeah so, right. The characters in this one are definitely a lot more developed, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. And I also heard originally the movie was supposed to be a lot darker when Wes Craven wrote it. Like, Freddy was supposed to be truly evil. Yeah, 
the first plot line was a little bit different. I guess it was a little bit more epic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost seems like some of the elements of what he had, because I remember um, uh, I was listening to a podcast where they kind of went more in depth with like the differences of the original script in the movie. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, if I remember, uh, it was, this was a few months ago, so I'm trying to remember, but I remember that it was almost like, you know, in six, it's almost like this post apocalypse of all these kids dead and all this stuff. Yeah. Like that was kind of a uh, part of the plot line was like something like that, where uh, pretty much all the kids are dead in this place and almost is like this kind of type of uh, they team together. And, and I think, um, uh, um, John John Saxon's character was going to be a more of a main character in it, and okay. team up with Nancy even more so than what ended up being. Right. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't remember all the details, but yeah, and it was supposed to be real dark, darker. I think so. But yeah. I think um, between everyone else, like putting their their feet in, I kind of uh, lightened it a little bit. Um. We got started getting some of some Freddy get Freddy jokes, but <laughs> yes. and they were more sinister. Yeah, they were still. Yeah, his jokes and his one are still more sinister for the most part. Like, there, we'll get to some later on where sometimes his jokes kind of like kind of ruin it a little bit. But in this one, yeah. it's good. Yeah, and the whole uh, when she's in the room and he comes out, and opens his mouth, and tries to eat her. Yeah, yeah. that's classic. Yeah, I love um, the the scene uh, when she goes into the house when when that um, and it, he turns into like the the snake thing. Oh right! And tries to eat her like it was like the snake, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, think, I would agree. Like um, this movie, I think uh, has like. A really good cast of characters like it's definitely a team you know it's a what's weird when it's like um a, ensemble a cast like where everybody is, is is good in it you know yeah um you know each one of the kids is like they're is a real or a real person you feel like you know they yes they they do each one kind of have their thing. You could tell that they wanted to make sure they all had like their like identifiable thing that they. But even beyond that, they felt like real. Like when you saw like the scenes of them like in the group, um, ch- council thing. Oh yeah. Uh, you know you felt like this was like a real group of kids like having like the being in a situation. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. Like you definitely felt that. And when Nancy first comes in, like you felt like she just felt the struggle for all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you could see, you could totally understand why the kids would um, learn to trust Nancy so fast, you know, because she she was kind of one of them, you know what I mean? And she knew. Oh, yeah. And, and she's like the one who believed them. And, you know, if, if you're a kid in that situation, you, you finally have somebody who believes you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that. That would help build trust a lot faster. Oh yeah, definitely. And then um, 
I still, I mean, still has the best line, and I think all the Nightmare on Elm welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> yeah, welcome to time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. So that's that killer is like crazy. Like, yeah, like, and yeah, the, the um, let's see, I'm trying. So like, in this one, you got the kills like um, uh, you got um, was the first one with the uh, the puppet one. No, that's three. No, but I mean, is that the first kill in this one? No, is that the first kill? Um, yeah, it is the first kill. I do believe so. Yeah, I think that's the first one. I yeah. Yeah, it is. And um, that one is like real, real creepy. Oh yeah. Like when, like when, like when they're pulling the tendons out. <laughs> it may, like oh, literally, yeah. when, when I watched it, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was just like, it made me, it made my skin crawl, kind of. <laughs> right. Yeah, and like he's just walking up those stairs, like, oh god. It just like the whole like the whole scene where he's like pulling the tendons out just like made me like like I don't know. It got that got to me a little bit as gross. Yeah, right. Um and uh the um I'm trying to think of some of that the uh yeah, you had the the one where he pulls her into the T V. Yep. Which is a good good one, a good effect. Yeah. Um the one that I always think is funny is the one kid um who's like the horn dog and and um Oh Joey. Joey and yeah, and uh and the scene where you had like uh the the not the nurse, like the naughty nurse, you know? Yeah. And uh and she was like really hot and then like yeah, she was. But then she turned into Freddie. <laughs> Right, and I don't know if you've seen the pictures of like the um the makeup that they were trying to do where they were putting the Freddy face on her. Yeah, it looks so bad. Looks yeah, and it looks so wrong too to like have this Freddy face with like this hot like naked like woman body. Like, (laughs) just does not. It's like very unnerving. (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. Like, oh no, no, make that stop. Uh, Yeah. Apparently, there's like a thing now which is like Naughty Freddy for Halloween or like oh, Sexy no. Freddy, right? This is like now, uh, now a costume thing, so it's kind of weird. Yeah, that is that's a little weird. I don't like that. No, but yeah, the um, uh, what does it say? I, one thing I love about this movie is that we get uh, I like the way that it kind of builds the, the Freddy Krueger myth mythology. Oh, yeah, because. I feel like the way the mythology builds in this, you know, you could tell that comes from Craven because it has a very like myth, like urban legend type of feeling. Like, oh yeah, Freddy Krueger was like this the son of a, you know, a thousand maniacs. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the bastard son. Yeah. Like created by rape. Like this is how he becomes like this like evil being. You know. <laughs> yep. And they introduce his mom. Like you don't know that's his mom at first, of course. You just think it's a nun. Yeah, yeah. You find out it's his mom. She was one who was raped by these guys, and yeah, it's like I love all that and oh yeah, the whole the whole setting, like the mental institution, and it's like super creepy. Yep. I mean, mental institutions are creepy in general, and then you're adding Freddy on top of it. It really works really well. Yep, and technically, you can say he killed Harry Potter before there was a Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? 
when uh the kid who has you know he's all in the dungeons and dragons and all that the, oh the yeah he kind of looks like harry, yeah that <laughs> was like harry potter when like he turns into like the wizard he's like i'm the wizard master i am the wizard master yeah that's true <laughs> yeah then so yeah so some of the other kills in this movie you had that one where he gets killed by his wheelchair basically yeah. right yep um and you had uh taryn who gets injected of drugs until yeah yeah that one that one's pretty grimy it's pretty gross oh yeah you see like the little suction yeah that's gross yeah yeah the um and um kincaid survives joey survive yeah um so yeah i think those are all those are the the kills right and then nancy dies again yeah yeah nancy dies and then um her dad yeah, and her dad dies. Yeah, and then you have at the end you have the whole thing where Freddy's like bones are like fighting. They're like fighting Freddy's bones. <laughs> yep, that was hilarious. Yeah, the um, uh, which scene was in? Uh, I love the way that the that the, you mentioned the the house, the way the house looks. Yeah, it is so like creepy and weird and and very like nightmarish looking. I love it. Oh yeah. It's all dilapidated. Yeah, it's definitely like a a great like haunted house image. Uh-huh. I guess the I guess the scene with like the the pig. Yeah, like that was an actual. They could they just use an actual suckling pig, and then it started okay. like rotting. So apparently that 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 set actually smelled like it looked. <laughs> oh, oh, that's <just> terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No, I, no. Yeah, this movie is great. Like, I love the just the the whole set design for every everything is great, and the the dream, the way the dreams are laid out are great. Yes. Um, again, it kind of it really does get back to where 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 Freddie came from, and then develops everything further. You know. Oh, hundred percent agree, dude. It's like we go. It's like we gone back to Nightmare on Elm Street, like to what the core of of that that story should have been. And then they just like kind of developed everything further in a way that like really worked. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, so that that's kind of how I feel about this one. Agreed. I hundred percent agree with you on that. Yeah, I definitely think for me this is definitely the second best of the of the movies. Yeah, it's the third best for me. The third best. Yeah. So yeah, they um. This one, like, uh, this one I like pretty much as much as the first one. So I probably have to give this one a five out of five as well. I'd give it a five out of five as well. Yeah, this one uh, definitely, definitely up there. I know, I know a lot of people who that is their favorite. So right, the um, and uh, the one thing like as we get set say segue into the next two is that basically this one set up like a what would become kind of a trilogy as well so three four and five are like a kind of extended a kind of storyline basically yeah they all fit together and it kind of tells one long story in a lot of ways yes um and so has start yeah so the story of kristen parker would continue with 1988's a nightmare on elm street for the dream master this time kristen unfortunately not played by (laughs) (laughs) Uh, unwittingly releases Freddy who immediately kills Kincaid and Joey before Freddy can kill Kirsten 
Kristen, she transfer transfers her dream powers to Alice Johnson, played by Lisa Wilcox, a friend from school. Alice begins inadvertently providing victims for Freddy when she begins pulling people into her dreams while she sleeps. Alice, who begins taking on traits of the friends who were murdered, confronts Freddy. She uses the power of the Dream Master to release all the souls Freddy has taken. They subsequently rip themselves from Freddy's body, killing him in the process. So that's uh, the basic plot for number four. And um, uh, the part I didn't mention is that Kristen dies about halfway through, and then it's it's kind of a funny like uh, way of, of operating because it starts off with Kristen being like the main main character, but then it like, yep. transfers to Alice, who then becomes main character for the next movie as well. So yes, just a maybe. I'm wondering if part of the reason that they that it ended up being that way is you know because they couldn't get Patricia Arquette, but. <laughs> but i also think but even if she was in it i think it would work to have that kind of plot line line. and i like the alice character a lot so oh i think alice alice character is my favorite character it's gonna be controversial i'm about to say but Uh, i think i like her better than nancy yeah i think she actually is probably a better character than nancy to be honest yeah like i think her she's a very compelling character and and I, I like Lisa Wilcox, like, and I, what I like about this movie is seeing her character grow. Like when you first meet her, she's kind of like this, like introverted, you know, like, um, doesn't want to say she's like, kind of like thinking stuff, but she won't, she's like, won't say like what she's feeling kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like kind of mousy character and by the end she's a fucking like action hero you know right and you kind of see her to grow and become more confident and everything you know what i mean yeah and she becomes like a total badass yeah at the end she's like a badass yeah yeah um, for me like i uh i like this movie a lot i think it's great yes this is my favorite this is your favorite this is my favorite yep Uh, one other one of my friends is it's his favorite as well so yeah, this yeah. is my favorite. It always has been. It'll always be my favorite. It's just to me, I know it's the MTV generation one, as they always say. But to me, it has like the best kills. I think it has like his best lines total for jokes. And I think they all actually work in this movie. Right. Yeah. And he's still he's terrifying. He's not at that whole campy part yet. Yeah. And. Oh, I love I love the cockroach scene. Yeah, the cockroach scene is brutal. <laughs> yes. It's very nightmarish. Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. It, me, it, what were you going to say? Oh, and for me, what was terrifying, even as a kid, is when he's like kills the girl where uh, he's like, hey, want to suck face? And she's like, no. And he like, she has an asthma attack. As a kid with asthma, that terrified the heck out of me. Right. Yeah, I can imagine. I was like, yeah, the the little the kid who had asthma. Yeah, it felt bad for her dying because she was nice. Yeah, right. The, and of uh, course, what's so funny? I mean, I mean, most people maybe know this or don't know this is you have two people in that movie that were also on that show with Heather Lane Camp, just the ten of us. Oh, really? <laughs> yep, we've all fought Freddy. 
<laughs> who are the ones who are on that show? Um, well, of course, Heather Lane Camp, and then the girl, the the one who turns into the cockroach, she was on it. Oh, okay. And then one of the other girls, she just had a really small part in, I think, this one, but you really don't see her except for like a second. Oh, okay, but she was on on the show of Hanger Heather as well. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think um. This movie's got is just like, uh, what's his? It was directed by um, what's his name? Um, uh, the Rennie Harlan. Yeah, uh, it's his first movie. Yeah, he's like he's from he's a fin he's from Finland. He's Finnish, and uh, yeah, he I think he maybe did like a Finnish some type some type of stuff in Finland, but this is his first American movie. Yeah, first like you know full movie or something. Yeah, and, and he uh, uh, barely got the role. <laughs> Yeah, he barely got it, but he he managed to get it, and and um, I mean, yeah, he did also. Didn't he do like one of the Die Hard movies after this? Yeah, he did Die Hard two. Yeah, Die Hard two. He did uh, those movies with Gina Davis because him and Gina Davis got married, and he was yeah, he like, did that. Yeah, he well, did the Cutthroat Island. Cutthroat Island was I love that movie. Yeah, and then um, did he do Long Kiss Goodnight? Yeah, he did Long Kiss Goodnight, and. Um, yeah. And um, he did a couple, couple of those kind of movies with with Gina Davis is like the star where it's like it was like I think Morgan was Morgan Freeman along in that one. Uh, I know Samuel Jackson was. I think uh, there's one of Morgan Freeman and Gina Davis that he did. I think it's called, okay. Yeah, like, I forget the name of it. Yeah, I mean he's done a lot of cool movies. He did the The Exorcist, the beginning, which was okay. Right. Um, the thing about like his movies is that I, they're always fun to watch, in my opinion. Yeah, like, they are. He always puts like so much energy, and they're like super and like just like intense and lots of energy and lots of like really interesting ideas with like the camera work and and everything. And that's what you see with this movie. Like, there's a lot, a lot of really just insane ideas going on like the way the camera is just like it this movie has a lot of energy i remember that's what I was, my big thing i was thinking like that are they watching it was, was like like when it's the whole movie like there's all this kind of interesting stuff going on and and um the way that the nightmare and dream sections in particular are done in this one are some of the best i think yeah like like the part where she is at the movie theater. Oh, I and, love that. Yeah, and falls into it and into the black and white, like into the, like the um into that diner. That's so cool. <laughs> yes. Like and you, there's people I've heard still who watch it today who are in the movie business who still don't quite know how they did that. <laughs> like it was like very like <laughs> very <laughs> difficult shot for them to do, you know? Right. And of course I love when he's in the pizza the songs is like soul food <laughs> yeah soul food uh and i love like um i love the idea that he's like devouring souls i think that's that's like something that they introduce in this one isn't it yeah but he kind of showed it in three like right yeah, like he kind of showed chest, in three. had all the souls of everybody like in his chest right yeah yeah like, that was introduced in three so they're kind of expanding on that that he's like devouring the souls yeah he's like yeah He's out their souls like in the pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. And then um behind the scenes thing, of course, at the end when you know the he's getting ripped apart by the souls. Mm-hmm. 
Have you ever seen the video where it's like, cause they made like that huge Freddy Krueger and the people were inside of pushing on the body. Yeah. And it collapses. Yeah. 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 I bet that hurt. Yeah. I, oh, love sure. I love that scene though, where they're like pulling out of him and it's like, oh, he's like naked people like trying to like, like, like right. It's still like kind of creepy and weird looking. Yes, it is. I love that. Yeah. All and, that stuff with that is great. Oh yeah. And I just, I think she gives Freddie such a run for his money. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, Nancy was good and all, but you know, it's just like, you know, she read the traps and did this and that. But when you watch Alice, it's just, she takes him on as like no fear right in front of him. Yeah. Like she's, she's like a lot, no fear. Like, a, like, a, like just aggressively takes him down, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think it's that whole idea of like the dream master. Like she, she takes on all these qualities from everybody. And, um, it's kind of weird because she also becomes kind of the link for Freddie though, where for some reason it's through her that other people are getting brought into it. Right. Yeah. Cause Kristen gave her her power. Right. So Kristen's power was one to bring the people into it. Yeah. The dream. From the first, from the last movie, that was her power was to bring people into into her dream. Yeah. So yeah, and she unfortunately woke up Freddy in that part where it's like the dog like burnt pisses fire to bring up. Um, yeah. And I kind of like that because um, it reminds me. Of, I think, and it, I bet it was a uh, homage from Remy Harlan because I think it was his idea to do that. It's probably homage to some of the old. There's one um, old uh, Hammer Dracula movie uh-huh. where uh, at the end of the last, the previous movie before it, like, you know, Dracula was just like some like um, ashes or whatever. And they have literally a bat like vomit blood into the, his ashes to bring him back to life. Okay. So I always thought that, that this like dog like pissing on like pissing fire on um freddy's corpse was like the a kind of nod to that kind of thing where how an old hammer dracula's would come back to life you know yeah definitely that's awesome yeah so i always like thought thought that when i saw that right and um yeah i mean uh it was cool it's cool to see joey and kincaid come back even though they don't last too long yeah Although it would be better, I do think my only my only thing in this movie I think would be better is if Patricia Arquette to come back for her part. Yeah. Her, like that would because I remember the first time I saw this movie, uh, I was like a little confused. I was like, is she supposed to be Patricia Arquette? Right. Because <laughs> you don't quite know at first, right? Right. The movie starts like I didn't know anything about the movie. Like you watch it and it's like. You don't know that it's that she's supposed to be Patricia Arquette until like five minutes in or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but uh, she did, she did okay for for having to take the, take over that part. But um. Yeah, and she did the song for the movie too. Oh really? Yeah, the song at the beginning of the movie that's playing. Oh, she sang that, that. She sang it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's the other thing about this movie, is that it's got a lot of really good songs in it. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's definitely the MTV movie where there's like a lot of like a lot of music. Like it's very eighties. This is probably the most like primetime eighties out of all the Freddy movies, I think. Yeah. 
like it's very in line with like all the eighties movies back then where you got like the great soundtrack and everything. Yeah. Um, I felt sorry for the the guy that played Ray because he was so mad he didn't get the death he wanted. What really? Yeah, because they ran out of money. There was no budget left. And oh, originally, yeah. you know, when he goes in the elevator, uh-huh. he's supposed to get sucked down the hell and it just like keeps going and going and going. You just hear Freddie laugh. It's supposed to be this like big elaborate scene. Yeah. But they ran out of money. So literally, they had to call him in and be like, here, you just got to stand here like you're fighting Freddie. Yeah. That, we'll, yeah. Yeah. And he was so mad and they almost changed it to where they were just gonna have Rick survive. Yeah. But they already filmed the uh scene where he died before they filmed that scene. Right, yeah. They they already filmed his like his like funeral. <laughs> yeah, they already filmed his funeral. So like, well, we can't change it now. We've already spent enough money just on that. So yeah, he just had to do that and he was so upset. He's like, I didn't even get to die like in a good way. Yeah, yeah, his death was and you can tell because his death is like uh the, the lamest out of all of them for sure right it feels like an afterthought too like when you now when you like when you know that <laughs> yeah and it kind of looks like an afterthought too you know like <laughs> yeah and yeah and he was supposed he actually trained to like fight do like fight like he could actually fight freddy and they had him not even do that <laughs> yep yeah so the whole thing was kind of like <laughs> Yeah, kind of lame for him. But aside right. from aside from his death, let's see the rest of them. You got Joey, uh, the waterbed one, which is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's creepy as fuck. Yes, it is, dude. Fuck yeah, it is. And waterbeds, like that's something you don't see anymore. <laughs> nope, not at all. Kids now, like, what the hell's that? <laughs> it's kind of a dumb idea, anyway. So. Oh yeah, no, I never got it. Yeah, I never understood that. I mean, you're just asking for a fucking mess. Yeah, right. Like, like you're literally just like you're just like waiting for your whole whole place to get flooded, basically. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> um, and then uh, Kincaid um is fighting Freddy, right? Yeah, because he throws the car on him. Yeah, he throws the car on him. Yeah. Um, and then um. And then yeah, you had the cockroach death, and you had the asthma one. Yep. And um, Rick's. Yeah, Rick's death. I think that's all, right? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. But yeah, some of these effects are great. Like the cockroach one is great. That's done by uh, Screaming Mad George. Okay. He did that. He did that one. So, because they, I guess they had a few different people doing effects. So he did that one. So. You know he did you know he did society and everything you know yeah yeah so, <laughs> that's probably why that one's so nasty <laughs> right oh yeah for sure because society's nasty <laughs> so yeah i think um overall this movie is is great yes and like i said it's my favorite out of all of them so yeah it makes sense the yeah. um I didn't know. I didn't actually know this one was your favorite. So, yep, yeah, it's my favorite. And then, of course, the, your Freddy costume that you have is, from, is uh-huh. from this one. So, yep, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I like this one. Um, so, I'm guessing you'd give this five out of five. Yep, five out of five. Yeah, I probably. I I think I'd too. Yeah. So this one's this one's a good one. Like I can watch this anytime. Oh yeah, um, I do absolutely. 
Oh, let's see. So then, uh, I messed up. And uh, so now, now we're into the next movie, which is Nightmare on Street Five. Uh, picking up shortly after the events of the Dream Master, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the Dream Child involves Freddy using Alice's unborn child, Jacob, to resurrect himself and find new victims. The spirit of Amanda Kruger returns, revealing that Freddy was conceived when she, a nun working in a mental asylum, was accidentally locked in a room of 100 maniacs and raped hundreds of times. Amanda Kruger convinces Jacob to use the powers he was given by Freddy against him, which gives her the chance to subdue Freddy long enough for Alice and Jacob to escape the dream world. And uh, this one I just watched a few days ago. So, um, the uh, this one, so this one, like I'm a, I like the aesthetic of it, like the way yes. that the sets look, the whole like dark and gothic and kind of atmosphere of it, you know? Oh yeah, like. Um, like which I love it. It's like this really dark, like look and feel to to the movie. Um, for you know, it's funny because watching I was like, uh, when it has like a certain feeling up to a point, and that point is when Freddy comes back and he's like, "It's a boy" and all stuff. Also, his jokes, his jokes, kind of like don't work in this one as good because no, they don't, absolutely don't. because they feel like it feels like there's two different things going on it feels like there on one hand there's freddie doing all his jokes and stuff but then the movie around in the movie itself is like dark and this kind of and has this like dark atmosphere and everything you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah dude so it's kind of weird like i was kind of like i was kind of cold I was kind of forgot about that when I watched it because I hadn't seen it in a while. I was like, oh, yeah, like this one is like the movie. The best part of the movie probably is is up to that point where he comes back to life when you have like the her going to that 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 creepy like cathedral set and everything like that. Oh, yeah. And um, and then like the whole thing with like Freddy's like like baby body, like getting reborn and stuff like it was cool. Yeah, that's way cool. But yeah, then he comes back to life and his jokes kind of like kind of don't work as good in this one. <laughs> yeah, they definitely don't. I think that drove me crazy too is like when he first comes back and he finally, you know, grows back up to himself. When he like flails out and like his feet and hands just don't even look right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the scene is weird because yeah, he looks real weird. Yeah. And yeah. It, that part was like kind of like weird and um the uh like the death of her boyfriend in this one like is doesn't make a whole lot of sense no it doesn't it's kind of a cool effect though where he becomes like oh, yeah. a thing but this was a, this is where when we're talking about before where they i think they forgot that Fre- what freddie does is supposed to be happening in real life because uh for the most part, most part supposed to be happening in your life because basically it's like he just fell asleep in his car. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but he's having this dream about all this stuff, but none of that actually right. happened. You know? Right. So it kind of breaks the uh, breaks the rules set up. But oh um, yeah, definitely. And then Joe, you know, Freddie's making all the like need, he's got a need for speed and stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it's a little like um, 
it's like i like this movie a lot in a lot of ways but it definitely feels like there's like a tonal like kind of like um like where the director is trying to do one thing and robert england is doing something else or something you know uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of weird yeah i uh as a kid i despised this movie really <laughs> yeah i think it's just as a kid it wasn't because I was, I was already like so blown away by four right when i watched five i'm like well this this is nothing like four this sucks <laughs> right yeah it's a different movie entirely yeah and i'm like i, I what's going on here i just don't understand why but as an adult i come to like it more yeah yeah i think um i think the first time i saw this movie i didn't quite get it either like i didn't quite understand what was going on yeah like but now like at, at watching it a, like a few more times it's like okay i i you get it better like you understand okay it's because the kid is dreaming and the kid must have gotten her power of pulling people into dreams. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so that so then you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But you're still yeah. kind of like, so Freddy's like training him to be a little mini Freddy, I guess. Right. I don't know. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. And um and I will say, yeah, overall, like I like I like the movie. I like the I like the aesthetic, the look of it a lot. The music is good. Oh, yeah. Um, I go up like the way he uses like the pipe organs and stuff. Um, the kills are pretty good. You you got the one person who gets force fed. Oh yeah, gross. that uh, uh, that one's nasty, but it, it, that one's pretty good. Yeah, that one's pretty good. And for then, sure. Um, what was the the um the the comic book one is is a little like goofy though. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. That's when you're, I'm Super Freddy or whatever. It's so kind of yeah, silly. yeah. And the stunt man wore the suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that one didn't that 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 scene didn't work so good. But no. What was the other? There was um one other right like the the black girl. Oh no, she lives. Oh, she lives. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, she I lives. Remember if she died or not? I was like. No, she lives. So there's really just three kills in this. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So I can't think of the other any other ones. <laughs> yeah, I think there's only three. Um, but yeah, there's some cool dream sequences. I like the scene where um, Alice gets to see like uh, kind of like a dream reality version of of Freddy's birth. Yeah. You know, like where it's like the night. Yeah, and you get to see the whole thing. Uh, it's kind of like nightmare version of like the 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 asylum and and everything was cool oh that's so cool yeah that one's like that's one of the best scenes in it yeah i love that i also love when um her friend when she goes up there to like the tower and yeah. the birds are flying the atmosphere the lighting like the blue lighting and all that and the shadows yeah yeah that, i love that too like that's I think the best part about this movie is is the look of like a lot of those types of scenes. Yeah. And uh the 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 uh the set of the final confrontation is really cool. It is. The whole cathedral thing, which I think showed up for the first time was it the last movie? Or yeah. Was it three. It was four. Four was like when yeah, when he had to yeah. And um 
the at the end like i think the the part of the only part about it that that is kind of stupid at the end is when the kids like in like the kind of weird like freddy makeup oh yeah yeah, yeah. he's trying to do like a like a freddy voice kind of yeah. hey hey i'm gonna go with you i don't want to be with her yeah. <laughs> like wow Part so bad. Oh yeah, I, started, I just started laughing. <laughs> right. Like no, that's terrible. But um, but yeah, I mean the the end of the movie at least kind of made sense. Yeah, no, the end of the movie made sense. I do like the battle at the end where when she's like holding him and fighting him, and he's clawing out of her. Yeah, yeah, that part was good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool how they did that. Have you ever seen how they did that? Uh huh. So it was a par- a guy who had no is an amputee, uh-huh. and they strapped him to Lisa Wilcox. Okay, and that's how they ended up doing it. Oh, yeah, that was a good. That was a definitely a good effect. Yeah. The um, I do like that you get more of Alice in this one too. So yeah, is, that was cool. This is like her movie, you know. <laughs> yeah, and she's really good in it. Yeah, yeah, that's what was awesome about it was her, honestly. Yeah, yeah that was like the best part about it. There's definitely like it's definitely kind of a weird movie because there's things I really like about it, but then there's also yeah, there's parts elements to it I don't think are that good, you know. I think, no, I totally agree, dude. I think particularly like when you think about the fact there's only three kills in it and two of them are kind of lame, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's kind of like yeah it's it's got his moments though it's still a enjoyable movie you know i do think it's yeah it's definitely one of those movies that that um i don't know gets like um overlooked i think i think it's probably the most overlooked out of the out of the movies i think so too but yeah uh, what would you rate it? Uh, three out of five. Three out of five. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd I'll give this one like three point five, just because okay. I like the sets a lot. You know, nice. Like the like the way it looks, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely not the best one. No, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um. So now we're getting into. Yep. So this is two years later, nineteen ninety one. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare followed the exploits of John Doe, an amnesiac teenager from Springwood, who was sent out to find Freddy's daughter, Maggie, who he needs to leave Springwood. Freddy's goal was to create new Elm Streets and begin a new killing spree after having killed all of the children in Springwood. Maggie, utilizing new dream techniques, uncovers Kruger's past, which includes being taunted by schoolmates for being the son of a thousand maniacs, being cruel to animals, beaten by his stepfather, the murder of his own wife when she discovers he has been killing children, and the moment when the dream demons arrive in his boiler room to make him the offer of eternal life. Eventually, Maggie pulls Freddy out of the dream world and uses a pipe bomb to blow him up. So, what do you uh, what do you think of this one? Well, it's the first one I got to see in movie theaters. Yeah. My mom took me. Um... Uh... So as a kid, I absolutely loved it. I got to wear the 3D glasses. 
which was mind blowing to me. Right. And I thought it was hilarious as a kid. I'm like, this is so funny. Like him riding the broom. I'll get you my, I'll get your soul. My pretty, you know? Yeah. Or, Oh no. Screaming where the bus is in motion or, Hey, you forgot the power glove. So <laughs> as a kid, it spoke to me because it's like everything I was growing up with at that time. Right. Yeah. But going and watching it, like, my mom was like, Oh gosh, she's gonna have nightmares all night. You know, but here I'm just laughing at the movie, which you probably shouldn't be doing at a nightmare on street movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think that's what they're going for with this one though. Right. And I just was like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool and fun. And, you know, Alice Cooper's in it. Of course, I didn't know who that was at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really. Uh, but you get to see Freddie's backstory. Like, I thought that was really cool. You yeah, know, I like that too. It was cool to see, like, he had a kid, you know, he was married. He made a deal with the soul demons, the dream demons, I should say. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool, but it is definitely the cheesiest movie out of all of them. Yeah, I think. But the thing about this one to me, though, is that it, it's, it's, it's like knowingly campy. Yes. Like they they're 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 trying. They're not they're not, you know, they're they were like, you know, knowingly like drawing on like Looney Tunes in this, you know? Yeah. And stuff. And it has that feeling. As this movie is a funny one because uh, the first time I saw it, I saw just like I was like, "What is going on?" Like it just felt like weird, so weird to me. Yeah. But I kind of, I kind of felt like this feeling like it's goofy and it's kind of like obviously kind of, kind of campy and funny, but it's also kind of like there's like a disturbing feeling to the movie at the same time. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. <laughs> like even when it's like. It's just it has like this real like like real like uneasy like type of feeling to it, even though it is like kind of going with Freddie's kind of laughs and stuff at times. Yeah, and that's what I kind of like about it is that it does have this kind of surrealistic, like uneasy type of feeling to it. You know, like where it's like, particularly when they go to Springwood and it's like this like post-apocalypse kind of place. You know. Oh yeah, dude. And you got like Roseanne and and Tom, you know, and Tom Arnold, like Roseanne and uh, Barr and Tom Arnold, like, and they're all being like so fucking weird, and you know what I mean, like. Yeah, dude. And they see like the house there, and it's all like run down, and um, the the dream sequences like really work in this one because of that, because it's such a surrealistic kind of bizarre movie like i feel like the dream sequences in this are very good you know oh fuck yeah and um and yeah having that kind of weird looney tunes energy to it but it's with real people too like it also makes it feel very kind of bizarre you know <laughs> uh-huh and um so it's kind of a funny movie because at first like I was kind of put off by it, like the first, like, like my first time I started watching it. But I also kind of liked it, and the more times I've seen it, the more I like it. You know? Yeah. It's like at first you kind of got put off by the kind of weird, bizarre energy from it, and then the more once you kind of get used to what's going on with it, 
you can, and you kind of settle into it like i kind of i enjoy it like i think it's it's good there's like a very like kind of disturbing feeling to it you know oh yeah dude the um and getting to see his backstory i think is cool yeah you see like alice cooper be his dad which is great right uh and the guy they had play young freddie i think did a good job oh yeah and uh and yeah you see fred you know see him kill her kill her dad and and you get to see like the the creepy his creepy like basement <laughs> yeah right and uh i feel like i've never seen it but i know the first episode of freddy's nightmares deals with kind of his backstory as well right so i don't know if maybe like they drew upon a little bit of that for this one i don't know yeah i'm not sure yeah, Fakoto's in it, which I thought was cool. Yeah. She's yeah, and um uh I like um what's her name? Um uh uh fuck, what's her name? Uh Lisa Zane. Oh yeah, Lisa Zane. Yeah, I love her in this. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's great in this. And um trying to remember the the kills in this one you had the hearing aid the hearing aid yep which is that was just mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice so hearing from you, carlos <laughs> it's so like <laughs> you feel so bad for him <laughs> yeah right you're like oh man oh yeah oh and then you had the yeah the the video game one yeah the power glove um what are some of the other kills in this one um oh crap hold on i just watched this not too long ago i'm trying to think um okay so yeah carlos him oh uh john doe when because he falls from the plane onto the spikes yeah that's right yep yeah um i think that's it yeah i think so because after that it's when they go back to the uh social house or whatever it was the halfway house i mean yeah yeah so john yeah john died yeah it's just the three of them yeah john spencer and carlos yeah yeah so kind of keeping the three kills like the last one right um the uh yeah so yeah the hearing aid one i agree with. that's the one that gets me the most <laughs> right the um yeah i like the part again i like the parts where they go to the house in this one. Oh yeah and and yeah i like seeing the backstory um what else i'm trying to think of uh, there's something else i was going to say and i'm like blanking on it um i do like the idea of like the dream demons too like that that's how he is he became freddy yeah absolutely because it makes sense you know no, it does like and it may and it works with like yeah like, like he needs to uh, feed off the fear and everything and feed the, the dream demons you know mm -hmm. but you know it becomes like one of them yeah so I, I think that's cool you know that was way cool and i like that scene as well yeah i do too i do think it's kind of weak how they kill him in this yeah yeah they, they shove a pipe bomb in him blow him up yeah yeah it was kind of stupid 
I do like the the um, if this is you know this is the, f- the final movie. I do like the kind of way that they echo the first movie where she pulls him out of the dream. Yes. But yeah, then she just like, shoves the pipe bomb and he blows up. It's kind of silly. Yeah, you're like what? <laughs> but but it's funny though. So the night after I went and saw that movie, the same night, like I saw my mom, I was having nightmares. Yeah. I ended up actually having a dream about Freddy, but it was him and I and. Jason Voorhees sitting down having sarsaparillas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the opposite of, the, of a nightmare. Right. Yeah, you're like hanging out like for buddies. Yeah. And then that Halloween I went as Freddy. So. Oh, that was the Halloween you went as Freddy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this movie definitely is like the, uh, the kid-friendly Freddy in a lot of ways. Right. But, uh, yeah... It's not really a scary movie, but like I said, it has this demented, like kind of disturbing feeling to it, which I like. Oh yeah. So it was cool to see it in three D as a kid though, in, in the theater. Like I do remember that. Yeah, I always forget this one that came out in three D. I'm sure that yeah. was it, like, it was kind of cool. Yeah, it definitely was cool. I mean I remember it I do remember it, but like of course nowadays three D is so different. Right. I do. I like how they build it into the movie too, where she puts on the 3D glasses, and that's when you're supposed to put on your glasses. <laughs> yep. It actually on the glasses when you got them. It actually said that put on when Maggie puts on. Yeah. Yeah. The um. The the uh, uh, what's her name who directed this? Um. Uh, let me look at her name. Uh. Uh. Rachel Talley. Mm-hmm. She had actually worked with um with John Waters. Okay. So I feel like you can kind of see that in this movie. There is that kind of John Waters esque type of type of energy to, going on in this movie, you know? Right. And I know <laughs> she produced quite a few of the nightmare movies before that too. I think she produced all of them. She was, Did she produce all of them? she was like, she was, she worked, I think maybe, I think so. Or maybe she was involved with all of them. I don't know if she was like one of the producers with Bob Shea, but I know that she had been working for New Line since the beginning. Okay. So I know she had worked on on all the movies in some fat capacity or another. Yeah. So. Yeah, she just did a movie just recently. Really? Yeah, I, I don't remember what it is. Um, but she just did a a horror movie I think recently that just came out in theaters a couple of years ago. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. Yeah, I can't think of what it would be though. I, I'd have to look it up. I don't know if I've seen anything else that she's made. I don't know if I have either. Like, uh, let me see what does she, her filmography. So Freddy's Dead. Well, she's only made, so she's made Freddy's Dead, uh, The Final Nightmare. She did Ghost the Machine, Tank Girl, and A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting, which was her first movie since 95. Okay. And uh, so she was producer of Hairspray. This is John Waters on this, um, right? And um, she she produced the Nightmare on Elm Street four, but I know that she was like involved with some of the old, other ones in different capacities. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So the um, yeah. Overall, I think this movie's. I I mean, I know a lot of people who probably. There's, I've, I know there's people who hate this movie, but I actually I don't hate it. I like it. <laughs> I don't hate it at all. I like it. I always have, always well. It's just a fun movie. 
Yeah, it's a fun movie. It's not as is it as good as like some of the other ones? No. Yeah. But uh it's I think it's still a good movie. And I think it's a little bit better than um than Dream Child. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like because Dream Child, like I like the aesthetic and feeling of it a lot, and I like Lisa Wilcox, but but there is like you know it feels a little bit weird. Like you feel like some things don't fit together. Right. You know? Right. And like Freddie's jokes and stuff don't quite work in it. Uh, like, it, like it would have been better if that movie would have been better. If you had like, a Elm Street, like a nightmare, Elm Street one, Freddie, I think it would have yeah. worked better, you know? Yeah. Where in this movie, they kind of work with that, with the jokey Freddie, where it makes sense that, you know, it's kind of, kind of like how in three and four, where it's like the the kind of jokey Freddy like like fits in naturally with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't feel jarring at all. You know? Yep. So yeah, for me, this one's probably a, a four out of five. Same here, dude. Yeah. The um. So yeah, the and I yeah. So this one like ended the the original six. So that's what brought it to an end. And I mean, they kind of stuck to it too. So because yeah. the next movie uh, is not, nothing to do with uh, this storyline, you know, so you you can pretty much watch one through six and really one skip two, you know, just watch one, three, four, five, six. That's like the <laughs> one long plot line. You know what I mean? Yep. Because <laughs> two really doesn't fit in at all. No, not at all. It's almost like an alternate universe or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then uh, two years later, Wes Craven returned to the Nightmare series a third time of New Nightmare in 1994. This film focuses on a fictional reality where Craven, Langenkamp, and England all play themselves, and where the character of Freddy Krueger is really an evil entity that has been trapped in the realm of fiction by all the movies that have been made. Since the movies have stopped, the entity, which likes being Freddy Krueger, is trying to escape into the real world. The only person in this way is Heather Langenkamp, who the entity sees as Nancy, the first person who defeated him. Craven explains to Langenkamp the only way to keep the entity contained is for her to play Nancy one last time. Langenkamp pursues Kruger, who has kidnapped her son, into the dream world as Nancy. There, she and her son trap Kruger in a furnace until he is finally destroyed. So, this was probably this. So when I, was, when I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street was about the time this one came out. So okay. it was like, like what, ninety three, ninety four. So I remember my dad renting this one, and this was probably the second Nightmare on Elm Street movie I saw. <laughs> nice. So I saw the two Wes Craven ones first. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And uh, so I remember seeing this as a kid, and and um. Uh, it's funny because some of my feelings about this movie are the same since I was a kid is that I, I think that, uh, the, the kid in this movie is annoying. Yeah. Um, and I always felt like that it kind of like grates on you after a while, mm-hmm. like it's kind of makes it hard to watch just cause of the kid, but there's other things that I like about the movie. Like, and one, one of the things is I actually kind of like the, the, the demon version of Freddy. Yeah. Like I know some people hate it, but I actually kind of like like it. I think that is kind of creepy looking, you know, 
Oh, it's, yeah. a di- it's a different type of Freddy. Like he's like kind of more muscles and he's, you know, he doesn't have a glove actually. He's just like claws and, you know, he's like got his like black, like long coat and stuff. But I, I, I feel yep. like he has this kind of, because it's not Freddy. It's a, it's like a demon, like, dre- like becoming, you know, pretending to be Freddy. Yeah. Taking this form. And uh, I think that the Freddy in this really draw makes it more and more of a folklore character you know he's like a folklore nightmare demon or something you know oh yeah dude that's what i like about this and i like i I love the like temple at the end where they go into his world and it's like this like amazing like like uh almost like it looks like the design for it is like great it kind of like greek or like has this kind of like Greek and ancient world like type of look to it. Like, like like if you look at the details of the set design for the end of the movie, like his temple, it's like really, really cool, you know? Oh yeah, dude. I love that. It's beautifully shot too. Yeah. Like that whole ending section of this movie, like I and I, I remember like even when I was a kid, I remember like just loving like uh this Basically, when 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 Heather Langenkamp goes into the dream at the end, yeah, and goes down that tunnel and everything like that, and and uh, and is in this this kind of weird like nightmare temple thing that's it's kind of weird because it's like this this ancient temple, but then of like for some type of nightmare demon being or something, right? But then yep. it's like got these elements of like the Freddy movies too. So it's got the elements of the boiler room and stuff at the same time, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it really does feel like a very much like a fairy tale nightmare world in a lot of ways. Like you can really feel that influence from my Grimm's fairy tale in this movie, which I like. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah, You know, it's funny to me. It's like the adult nightmare on street movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like it does feel like that a lot. Yeah. Um, uh, I do like the, I kind of like the meta quality of this movie. Yes. Like where Freddy, it's like, it's in our world in a way. Yeah. And there's like this nightmare entity that's been imprisoned by the movies and it's trying to break into our reality now. Yeah. Which is awesome. I like the way they kind of revisit some of the kills from the first movie. So there's that scene where, when again, much like in the original movie, he's like dragging her across the, the, the ceiling and stuff. Yeah. I liked that scene a lot. That's cool. Like in the hospital. Oh, yeah. I love that. I, it, well, like my animatronic Freddy. It has like one of my favorite lines is like, ever play skin the cat. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, holy crap. Like he's so much darker in this movie. Yeah. He's fucking evil and brutal in this movie. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I love about this movie. Like, like I said, to me, it's like this the adult Freddy Krueger. Cause yeah. there's no there's no playing around. It's just pure evil. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very dark, very evil. He's more he's even more brutal than he was in the first movie. Right. And the funny story is Wes was going through a divorce when he did this. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's why he like he's like. Oh, I was so he's like, I hated everything. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a real dark place. Yeah. I guess in the script originally, uh the scene when Heather like goes to meet him. 
Uh-huh. Uh, originally, Wes Griffith said he wrote it that he, that uh, she goes visit him and he's like um, not staying anywhere. Like he's like won't sleep. He's like he's like cut his eyelids off so he can never close his eyes. But then he just kind of changes it. <laughs> he changed it so he did. He's like, I'm gonna give myself a nice mansion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Instead. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, he had, but he had written that way, like, like, I grew up fucked up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, they never got to film the scene. I don't think. But is it Robert England was supposed to have a part where Freddie was like tormenting him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's like supposed to be a, a whole sub subplot where Freddy's tormenting him, and I think weren't they gonna have Freddy? Freddy was gonna kill him, I think. Yeah. Which I think they should have done. That would have been cool. Yeah, it definitely would have been cool. But I think like Robert Engel said, just they didn't have the budget for it. Yeah. So yeah, he I, just kind of just disappears from the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yeah, he was supposed to die. I would have loved that. I would have loved it if like fucking <laughs> Freddy killed Harvard England. <laughs> right. Would have been great. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure it'd been such a brutal kill. Just because, why not? Fuck it, go all out. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like, it'd be. I wonder, you yeah, have like, how they would do that, like with Robert England killing himself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, it's funny too because the whole fact that you know how like in the movie Heather Langkamp's husband is like a a effects guy. Yeah. But that's because he the the that's his her husband actually is an effects guy. He's like right, I remember hearing that like years ago. I thought that was so cool. And so and she's an effects person too now. Yeah, I heard that. So they've done they've done like um a bunch of movies like uh, yeah. Trying to remember, there was one. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and uh, I forget the the movie. Uh, yeah, they've done a bunch of movies. Like they do a lot of uh visual effects and creature designs and stuff oh nice i know she just did an interview like a few days ago that she would love to do like a halloween franchise you know where they just kind of have him have her fight freddie again like at her age now yeah 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 i remember i saw that like i think that would be kind of cool yeah like if they did that but one last round yeah, like bring 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 them both back. Yeah, like I I wonder uh, if um Robert England. I think Robert England could pull it again. I think so. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if they're gonna do that though. No, no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of it's kind of unfortunate because I feel like yeah we could have gotten more um. Like Robert England, Freddy's, but we didn't. But yeah, yeah. Um, what was I say? What uh, did you see? You didn't see this one in theater, did you? No, I did. You did? Okay. Oh, I'm talking this one in theater. See, I actually saw it where the movie tavern is, but it was a different theater back then. Oh, okay, cool. It was called Seven Hills as AMC. Right. Okay. Yeah. So let's put that there. Yeah. The, um. Did you like it? You did, did you like this when you were a kid, or were you kind of like? I actually did it. It actually kind of terrified me. I think I was 12. Yeah. But it just kind of creeped me out because you're like, oh, wait, Freddy's now real. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, but I do love, like, 
um, how, you know, she has to become Nancy one more time to actually defeat him. Yeah, and, she, and also kind of like how uh, John Saxon shows up. Yes. And he, like, ends up kind of, like, he, like, they they become, they play their parts. They you know, right. Her dad, and you know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, there's parts that just don't work when you think about, like, I understand it's Wes Craven's new nightmare. We're like, well, Nancy's dead. He's dead. How, how are they able to revive those roles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so it makes sense because, because they're, they're not really, they're, they're themselves, you know what I mean? Right, and it's like they're they're reviving the roles in uh, in the sense of the character that they played in the first movie, I guess. Yeah, you know, because this this one like really it's more of the first movie. Right, this one's kind of like the the weird meta like uh uh kind of like a parallel version of the first movie. Right, way. yeah, it's kind of ironic. It's scream before scream. Yeah, it's definitely, and uh, it's yeah, it's funny because yeah, Kevin Williamson wrote the screenplay for for Scream, and Wes Craven wrote this screenplay. But maybe the fact that he was already kind of like engaging in these kind of meta stuff like attracted him to Scream, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think that yeah, I think the, the my pretty much my biggest problem with this movie is just the kid. Yeah, no, I agree. He's annoying. Yeah, he's not annoying throughout the whole thing, but there's some parts in this movie where I'm just like, shut the fuck up, kid. Right. He's better (laughs) as Gage. (laughs) What's that? He's better as Gage. Yeah, he's he's like a little annoying. He's not as annoying as like the kid in like um, Babadook or something, but he's pretty annoying. Nobody's (laughs) as annoying as that kid. Yeah, that kid is the kid like, like fucking like makes you want to like strangle him. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You're like, come on, Babadoo, take him out. I don't really like. I I don't like that movie very much personally. So I'm with you. Totally agree. I don't know what the hype was about it. I don't know either. Yeah, Babadook did nothing for me. No, the kills in this were good though. And Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah, uh, there's the one where uh, it kills like the person, the lady in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, what other ones? Um. Her husband, when he's driving in the truck. Right, yeah. That, comes that one's up and good. Claws him in the chest. Yeah. That one, I like the way that started because it paralleled the uh, scene when she was in the bathtub. Yep. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Except for he's like in a, in a truck that the, the claws come up through his crotch and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying um, to think. There wasn't, I don't think there's that many kills in it. This is, more, this is just more of like a darker crazier movie in different ways than just the kills yeah um uh let me see um well she has the dream where it's like um two workers are killed yeah and then there's like the earthquake the crazy thing about the earthquake is that they did the they the earthquake is in the script and they actually had an earthquake when they were film when they were gonna film that scene. Yep. So they were so they rescued like sent sent people out to go film all the destruction and stuff in the movie because he's like never get a chance like this. 
Right. I think that's made some of the people there like feel kind of uncomfortable, like like what is real and what's not, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really coming through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's all the kills. There's only four kills in that movie. Yeah, I don't think there there's any other. I'm just no. double checking, but I don't remember any others. No, neither. Yeah. I'm like, I just remember the two. Yeah. Really. Yeah. The um yeah overall um how uh what would you rate this movie uh four out of five four out of five yeah me too yeah i like this one the uh for a long time it was like my second favorite of the of the nightmare elm street movies right um that was when i like for long for a while like it took me a while to warm up to jokey freddy to be honest oh yeah like I was more of a fan of like Evil Freddy, so I liked the first one and this one. Right. And uh, then, but then as time went time went on, I I I, I like uh, the Jokey Freddy for what for in like four and six and, and three, you know. Yes. I think, and those are the best ones where where he's doing that, and I really warmed up to to all those movies because some of them like um, five, for example, I actually didn't see until I was an adult okay yeah so when i was i think like uh when i was younger i only had seen uh the first three and new nightmare and so i didn't actually see four or five and six until i was older well i I think i saw six on tv when i was a kid right point um i do remember watching that one but four and five in particular i didn't see until i was like 20 or something okay so yeah so i finally when i finally watched those um i i was just like oh these are good so that's why right. they're, they're two of the ones that i know that I, I i've seen the least but i i like them the um i feel like the series as a whole like if you if you line up like the slashers like you got halloween and night uh nightmare on street friday 13th right yep <clears throat> i think that um it can be pointed out at just the series as a whole halloween is the weakest because yes because there's only like a couple good movies whereas if i had to if i had to choose between like well, nightmare on elm street is probably my favorite just because i love the whole um the dream quality and fantasy everything but yeah, that's actually like- kind of a hard choice though because but 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 you know friday the 13th is like a very good series at the same time as well you know what i mean like oh yeah dude absolutely consistent so yeah like they're pretty neck and neck i mean name on elm street like beats out for me friday 13th just because i um i just like the concepts of the friday nightmare elm street better you know right but i mean friday 13th is like pretty consistent right up to like what eight you know seven is like the last like great one yeah no totally agree dude absolutely um so yeah the um but yeah i never i never saw the remake oh you're lucky yeah but uh but yeah and we can touch on freddy vs jason as well um i haven't watched it for this so maybe we'll do more of a deeper dive into it like for when we do friday 13th like oh yeah dude definitely but but um just kind of like touching about like what are, do you did you like Friday vs Jason? 
I did. I did. I when I saw it in theaters, I was like, finally, like one, I was just happy to finally see it happen. I was like, I don't care how horrible the acting, how horrible whatever happens in this movie. I just want to see those two fight. Right. <laughs> and that's all I cared about. I was like, yeah. And it actually was a better movie than I thought it was going to be, just in general. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've only seen it one time. But I, uh, which is why I need to rewatch it before we like deep dive. But I, um, I thought when I watched it, I thought it was a fun movie. Yeah. Know? And um, my only complaint was us not having Kane Hodder play uh, play Jason. Yeah, that's that's my only complaint of that movie. You know, like, uh, but overall, I think it was a pretty good one. Oh yeah, definitely. It's funny how long it took for them to make that though. <laughs> yeah, t- ten years I think it was. Yeah, it was like ten years. Yeah, yeah, a long time. <laughs> yeah, definitely, dude. But yeah, no, that yeah, we'll have to get into that definitely more when we do the Friday Thirteens. Yeah, it was, but yeah, it was a good one. Uh, but yeah, the the remake I never I never bothered to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't want to see it, but I with my buddies like we should just go see it anyways just to check it out for fun. He's like, it's gonna be terrible. Let's go do it. Like, eh, you're 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 paying. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, I am not waste my money on this movie. Like, no, and we man. went, and he's like, "Yeah, we shouldn't have gone." <laughs> That's all I'll say. There's nothing good about that movie. There, there really isn't. Yeah, I didn't have any interest in seeing that. I was like, yeah, uh, I'm not, not interested in seeing there. a remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, and uh, I didn't like the way that the Freddy looked, and it looks like a Muppet. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's just it just there was nothing about it that was uh, interesting to me in any way. So. Yeah, no, I totally agree, dude. That you're lucky. I'll leave there's it at cer- that. There's certain things that I just refuse, and that was one of them. This new Exorcist thing that they're making is another one. Yeah, right. I don't want to see David Gordon Green make another trilogy. Yeah, we don't need this. No, we don't. I don't. We really don't. It's like I'm sure it's not going to be good. The, no. the sequel to Exorcist is Exorcist Three. That's the real sequel. So that's right. <laughs> and that's the one that William Peter Blatty wrote. Yes. And we don't need anything else, really. I mean, I don't think. I mean, I know that that TV show was good, but um, yeah. I just don't. I just don't. I don't know about David Goring Green doing that. You know. I don't either. I know it comes out next Halloween. I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know it's, it's not a it's not a remake, but it's like a a new sequel from the second first movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't either. <laughs> I just rewatched The Exorcist, you know, just about a week ago or so. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, you guys are going to mess this up. I know you're not touching that one, but there's nothing really to do with it. <laughs> yeah. There's already a sequel. It's called Exorcist 3. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't, hadn't had a chance to watch those for Halloween this year, but I'll, I'll probably watch it anyways, like in November or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the try to get between between watching the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and and but I I got a good amount of movies in this year. Yeah, same here, dude. Uh, you know, I mean, I basically just like made sure I was like, okay, I'm gonna get get come home. Like, if I have enough time from work, I'll like watch a movie before I go to bed. You know, <laughs> right? Try to like get them in. But yeah, so. I think that that's that's all. Cool, dude. Freddy first. We did we did all the Freddies. The um. So yeah. So 
if you were to let's just before we wrap up um what is your ranking from worst of you know not worst to best but your favorite to least favorite so for me it goes four one three six five two and then west craven's your nightmare i kind of keep that on its own but if i was gonna have to rank it i put that like number five i guess okay yeah, so let's see. I think I'd put one as number one. Number two would be probably um that's a hard choice. Uh I think like three or three and four are kinda equal for me, so they're both they're like the two three slot is three and four. Yeah. Uh depending. And then um four fourth spot would be um uh new nightmare then fifth spot would be uh freddy's dead sixth spot would be uh dream child and then the last spot would be freddy too nice so that'd probably be my 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 ranking so right (laughs) but yeah well but yeah, it's it's our Halloween Halloween episode, and of course I'll see you in on Halloween. And, yes, you will. We'll scare so, some children. <laughs> and, uh, I'll be po- posting this episode literally like, as soon as we get done. So, <laughs> wait, dude. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for being on, dude. I appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. All right, dude. I'll see you. Cool, dude. See ya. Night. Night. Oh,